Do we have the slideshow? My message is called Closer. There we are. Okay. So, do you ever feel like you're not experiencing God as much as you could? Have you ever listened to someone's testimony and thought, why don't I connect to God like that? Or perhaps you feel deep down that uh, you don't have a really deep relationship with Jesus, even though you want to. Well, does anyone feel like that? Okay. Well, tonight is your lucky night because I'm going to help you with that. Okay, so let's uh, open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this time together. We thank you that you are here right now and moving in the Spirit. I pray that you open doors for us tonight <clears throat> tonight, and that lives are changed in your heavenly name. Amen. Okay, so tonight I want you to walk away knowing two things. One, why we want to be closer to God, and two, how you can be closer to God. All right? Okay, let's go. So question one, why we should try to be closer to God. Um, so <laughs> let's turn to the Bible and look uh, at the people who were close to him. Exhibit A, the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' cloak. So Luke 8, uh, 43 to 48 says, and there, was, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. Um, and Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounding you are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceived that power has gone out of me. And when the woman saw she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declaring in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This sick woman struggled through a crowd to get to Jesus, to get closer to Jesus, and she was healed. She was sick so sick that she spent all her money on doctors and not one of them could help her. But she pushed through the crowd, what I imagine was a large crowd, as a sick woman and just to get close to him. And she saw a miracle happen. If she stayed at home, that wouldn't have happened. She wouldn't have gotten healing unless she'd made a point of getting close to Jesus and close enough to touch the hem of his cloak. Exhibit B the disciples. Who else was closer? They lived with him for three years, the entirety of his ministry. They ate the same food, shared the same jokes, walked the same roads for three years. They would have been as thick as thieves. Jesus performed miracles for thousands of people. He taught thousands of people, but the 12 disciples were the ones who got to sit with him after and ask the questions. Every single parable Jesus told, they'd ask him later what he meant. Thousands of people listened to him, and I guess if the 12 disciples didn't understand it, none of them understood it either. But the 12 disciples were the one who got ones who got clarity because they were close to Jesus. Exhibit C, me. I got a healing a few weeks ago. Uh, some of you might know the story. I was telling anyone who, who had ears. Um, so God answers all prayers. Sometimes uh, the answer isn't yes, but he always answers prayers. 
So during praise and worship uh, one Sunday morning, um, I asked God where he was physically in relation to me. Um, and I felt, I f- uh, he didn't answer, but I, like, I became aware of his presence behind me and in front of me, like specifically in those two places. And then um, we were talking and I said, hey, God, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Uh, and are you going to heal it? And uh, he started to say what he, well, he said what he usually says, which is, yes, one day. And I said, well, is that one day soon or one day later? And um, usually when I ask that, it's, we have this conversation pretty much monthly, maybe weekly. Yeah, okay, weekly. And um, he always says, uh, one day, he doesn't answer that question. And, um, but this time he started to say something else. Uh, but I, I wasn't listening because he always says the same thing. And then I went back and I was like, wait, what were you going to say? And uh, he asked me what answer I wanted. The answer was now. I want healing now. And just like that, pain, pain was all gone. All through my back. It was a terrible sharp pain because I was dancing too much. And uh, just like that, I asked God to heal it because he was close to me, because close enough to talk uh, and for him to touch me, uh, I got healed. I, I uh, was putting myself in a position to be close to him. I was in worship. Uh, I was in church. God can heal anyone, anything, anytime and anywhere. But I've never heard of someone being healed just sitting at home watching Netflix, eating cereal. Have you? No. Miraculous healings happen when people are close to God, reaching out to him through prayer and worship. And that is why we want to be close to God. Question two, how can we be close to God? The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. James 4, 8. So I'm going to show you different styles you can use where God... Uh, they're like pathways to God where he's waiting at the end. He made every one of us different, so we're going to um, relate more to different styles, but he's always standing there waiting for you to move closer to him. Um, okay, so uh, some people need musical worship to feel closest to God. Like just before. That's uh, where what we call proper worship. Yeah, I'll bet Carmel's main one is through uh, musical worship. Um, Sorry, I didn't see that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, God is obviously always around us otherwise, but during praise and worship, For some people, the door just flings open, and that's when they feel the most alive for God. I'll bet King David uh, from the Bible had this, used this style of worship. Uh, We can't know for sure, but I'll bet a quick flip through the book of Psalms will build a case for him. Another style is called the activist style. Uh, That doesn't mean someone who's standing on the street corner with a sign, not that kind of activist. 
Um, some people just feel closest to God when they're holding on by the skin of their teeth and when they're giving everything that they have to God, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, they, these people might look like nutters to us. I wouldn't do that, would any of you? That's okay. Nutter, see? Um, but they, they are just happy as Larry when they're going a million miles an hour. And that's when they feel closest to God. When they finally flop down in bed uh, with no energy left to even stand up. And they say, there, God, I gave it everything. People who use the contemplative style of worship could spend days in solitude, just being alone with God. They can spend days on their own, uh, reflecting on the goodness of God, and they have an enormous capacity for prayer and private worship. These people are like, uh, on the more extreme end, um, monks and nuns. Fun fact, Pastor Kylie was going to be a nun before she met my dad, Um, a Carmelite or a Carthusian nun, where they are locked in a building for their whole lives, and they do nothing but pray. Yep, that, and yeah, it is a just praying. There's not doing anything else. All these people need to feel close to God is a Bible, a journal, and a pen. The relational style is what it sounds like. Relational, social. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Some people feel the most alive for God and the church when they're with other people, doing Bible studies or going on retreats with their friends. For some people, solitude is solitary confinement, but if they invite their friends to worship or pray with them, suddenly they flourish and grow in ways you couldn't have imagined. Another way is through serving. Some people feel closest to God when they're volunteering in ministry Uh, when they know they're helping to accomplish the work of God. They're alive in the spirit when they're quietly and consistently laboring in the kingdom's vineyards. Intellectual-styled people need to be challenged intellectually to be fulfilled spiritually. If you have this pathway, you might find yourself listening to sermons and reading devotionals thinking, what else? You know, the heartwarming stories are all good and nice, but where's the theological data? Tell me the facts, the alternate translations. Give me historical context. Martin Luther of the Lutheran Church is one of these people, and uh, if you feel like you might be, ask me about Lee Strobel later. For people wired wired this way, it feeds them spiritually to read about theology and archaeology. Uh, For people with the creation style of worship, God put us in a garden, and that's where they grow the most and relate to God the best, when they're outside amongst God's creations. Uh, From people who look at mountains and marvel at the majesty and strength of God to those who see a plant sprouting, a small plant sprouting from the ground or in a pot, and who see how much God loves and cares for even the smallest of his creations. These are just seven styles of worship. The Bible says to pursue them all, but uh, for, let's, for this moment, um, just try to figure out one to focus on. Which of these do you think 
resonates the most with you. Let's take a minute to reflect on this and ourselves. Uh, Holy Spirit, help reveal our worship styles to us because we want to be closer to you. Show us which styles we should invest in so we can grow spiritually and so we can be closer to you. Do you have a good idea about which one fits the most with you? Yeah? No? <laughs> well, the next step is to try and pursue these. This week, I want you to take one more step getting closer to God. Include one of these in your devotion time this week, like each day or, you know, at least a few times. What could that one step look like to you? This week, I want, if you have the creation style, spend <coughs> time outside or read the Bible out there, do some reflecting. If you think serving sounds pretty great, volunteer some time at the church or come early to youth to help set up. We're always happy to have more volunteers. If you feel something for the relational style, invite some friends uh, to help join you in worship or prayer. Start a Bible study at school or after school. If you're a contemplative kind of person, uh, make some time to spend alone. Just you, God, the Bible, and a journal. If you want to pursue the intellectual style, take some extra books into your devotion. Open commentaries or history websites. The sky's the limit with the internet. If you feel closest to God during praise and worship, get some music, worship music onto your phone or buy some CDs for your car. Take every opportunity you get to get your groove on for God. Pursue these styles in every way you can think of. Now, all of these styles give opportunities for growth. Experiment, experiment with them all. Uh, don't, you don't need to just stick to one. None, none of them are better than the other or more holy. They're all just different. So, folks, that's how you draw closer to God. Use these styles of worship as often as you can, and you'll grow spiritually in leaps of bounds, and you'll find yourself sustaining a close and consistent relationship with Jesus.